Scaling Up Nation, your programs are of the highest quality. That means your products need to be that same high quality. And that's why I trust Scranton Associates to help me bring the best to my customers. They're a fourth generation business with over 100 years of experience. Scranton Associates can help you with biocides and both powder and liquid blends. If you have a question about your products, give them a call and they will help you review your formulas. They can also review your safety data sheets and labels. Folks, they know what they're doing when they're looking at these and they can prevent you from getting costly fines. Scranton Associates can handle all of your blending needs from the smallest order up to tanker cars. Find out why I trust Scranton Associates for yourself. Call them today or visit ScrantonAssociates.com. Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Hello, Scaling Up Nation. Trace Blackmore here, the host for Scaling Up H2O. And happy Friday the 17th. It is April 17th. And I got to let you know, there's a good friend of mine who is in local Atlanta broadcasting. And I was listening to him the other morning and he was talking about what happened on that particular day in history. And when he finished talking about all that, he made the mention, you know, how are you going to make this day meaningful? And I, I really liked where he went with this. So here's what happened on April 17th. On 1939, April 17th, Joe Lewis grabbed the heavyweight boxing title after knocking out Jack Roper. In 1947, Jackie Robinson made his first major lead hit, and it was a bunt. In 1970, Paul McCartney released his first solo album, and that was called McCartney, in 1976, Chris Everett won her second tennis championship. In 1993, the two officers that were responsible for violating Rodney King's civil rights were convicted. In 2011, the movie Thor was released. And on that same day, HBO premiered The Game of Thrones. And you thought it was just another Friday. So what are you going to do to make today meaningful? Many of us don't ever think about that. We just go out and do the day. And last week, somebody asked the question about how I prepare for the day, and I shared some items about checklists. So I'm curious, how do you plan for your day? What do you do? Do you write goals down? Do you do to-dos? What are the things that you do to try to make today one of the best days that you've had? After all, who knows what you might do that will be recorded in history and then maybe some podcaster 20 years from now will be talking about it. Every week I get to meet so many awesome people because of this podcast and I get to learn new things from those people. Several in the Scaling Up Nation have asked me how to increase their network size, or specifically, how do I get to know more people? And normally, when people ask me that, 
they're normally talking about using the internet, using websites, using social media. I'm going to be the first person to tell you that I am not an expert on any of those things. But we do contract with someone who is an expert that can guide us on what we should be doing on those platforms. I've also attended several conferences where there's always been something about the different social media platforms. So what I've done today, I've decided to answer those questions for those listeners that have either come up to me at a convention or a technical training or somewhere that I was and asked me how they could get more contacts, how they can get more engaged with their clients, or for the people that actually wrote in for that This is what today's episode is. I want to share with you some of the things that I've learned from working with the people that have helped us with our social media presence, and then also some of the places that I've been where people have given me some tips. Last year, I attended a conference, and it was just about podcasting, but we had a breakout session, and the person started talking about LinkedIn. And I think it was one of the best presentations at that conference, and he just had so many tips about LinkedIn. So that's what I'm going to share with you today, and my hope is that what I share with you, maybe you don't do all of them, and I'm going to be honest, I don't do all of them, I do most of them, but one or two, or maybe you do all of them, those tips will help you with what your customer or your potential customer is going to find if they start searching for you on one of those platforms or online. The simple fact is before you meet with a potential customer, they've already tried to size you up from Googling your name and seeing what they can find out about social media. So the question I have for you is what does your social media say about you? And is it the impression that you want to give? So here are a couple of tips. Something that you really need to do is keep your profile updated. If you were to search somebody and they have outdated information, especially if you are leaving them contact information with a specific company, and then they go to find you on LinkedIn, and it doesn't even say that you work for that company, folks, that is not the impression that you want to give. And I I actually do this. When somebody wants to meet with me, I'll see what I can find out about them. And that allows me to make some questions so I can make sure it's an engaging conversation. Well, if it doesn't have the right information, it confuses me and you don't want to leave your customers confused. Something else you'd like to consider is use professional photos of yourself and make sure it's an updated picture of yourself. I met with somebody a couple of weeks ago and I really thought he was 30 years old. Well, when I got to the lunch, I couldn't find him He had white hair and was about 30 years older than the picture that he put on his website. I guess people do that because they thought they looked better at a certain time. Folks, people want to know what you look like now. Be proud of that. Put that out there 
And I would urge you to get some professional photographs done because that really makes a difference. I think when people are trying to figure out who they're going to meet and they get a good sense of what that person looks like and that they took some care in taking that photograph, I think that really means a lot. Something you can also do is you can brand yourself with a background photo. So the social media sites like LinkedIn, you can actually put a background photo. So maybe it's an event with your company logo in the background. Just think, what are some of the things that you can do to enhance your main profile picture with that background photo that LinkedIn allows you to use. Now, again, I'm not an expert with this, but I think the resolution they recommend with those is like 14 by 425 because it's a real long photo for that background. Make sure the picture that you choose doesn't distort if you have to stretch it out. In fact, you probably want to make sure that it specifically is set for those pixel ratios. After someone looks at your photo, they then go for a summary to see what it is that you do. And especially if you're trying to sell an appointment, what is in your summary that makes them want to sit down and meet with you? So many people don't take enough time to write the summary about themselves. It should be very concise. It should be very persuasive to let them know that you're an expert in the field. So maybe even put a headline that highlights your specialty, some of your experience, maybe some of the accolades that you have or awards that you've won. I will say with that last bit, I would, I would lay off a little bit because sometimes that comes off as bragging. But at the same time, too, people like doing business with successful people. So never be ashamed to let people know that you're successful in an industry. Now, when you are typing all these things up, folks, typos and bad grammar, they will kill the impression that you are trying to leave. So what I would do is make sure you don't have any typos or grammar. And the best way to do that is to get somebody who's really good at proofreading to proofread those before they go live. And what we do is before we post them, we've got them all laid out in a Word document and we just cut and paste in there. So I urge you, get somebody to read those things because people are not impressed when you have typos. I can't tell you how many resumes I've read with typos. And folks, if you can't put your best foot forward on a resume, you gotta think, what are you gonna do when you actually get the job? Well, if you look at your LinkedIn page or if you wanna apply this to another social media platform, That's your resume trying to get that appointment. So if you've got typos and grammar issues in that, what is that telling your potential client about you? Another tip that the individual gave us was to use keywords that help show the intent of what you do. So making sure that you have the right keywords in your profile is the difference between being found online and not being found. So identifying the words that you want people to find you with is key. 
And you can even add keywords there. And there are several websites that you can go to to see what keywords are searched the best. There's one site that I think is called Keywords Everywhere. And you can type in a couple of words and it lets you know what the search patterns are. Again, the more that you're seen, the more people are going to look at you as the expert. So I don't know what your keywords are, but my point is you should know what your keywords are so you can find more potential connections with the industry that you are in. Now, LinkedIn will allow you to put in your website, but it's not as you would think. I think if you just leave it as the default website, it may take them to the LinkedIn page, but there's an other button that you can select. And then when you edit your websites area, you can put in your own website URL and that cleans that process up quite a bit. Once you get all that in, LinkedIn will assign a LinkedIn profile URL for you, and it will be extremely ugly. And that would be something like www.linkedin.com slash something slash something slash something. And it won't have anything that you could ever remember to tell somebody. And the more important item is it's not searchable you can change that. You can go into the options and you can tell it, for example, instead of that something slash something slash something, I could just have it linkedin.com slash Trace Blackmore. If nobody's taken it, that will actually be my profile URL. That will help with some of your internet traffic. Maybe somebody will find you that way. So why not do that? As we are finding with this podcast, you know, we have to make sure that we're putting out a show each and every week. But more than that, we've got to make sure that people know that we put that show out each and every week, what that show is about, and make it so people want to share it so hopefully we can find new listeners. So what content are you putting out? I will tell you that if you never update your social media page, it is not going to come up easily when people search you. Unless they specifically search for you, people aren't going to find you. But when you post things and say you just have a network of 10 people, well, those 10 people might have a network of 200 people. And maybe those 200 people post it to friends that they have and they post it again. So with LinkedIn, I will urge you to keep it more business-like because that is what it's for. Sometimes people break the rules. Sometimes people get fussed at for that. But if you find something that you feel is worthy for sharing, go ahead and share that because that allows people to see that you're posting content. Another item that the gentleman that was facilitating the LinkedIn portion of that podcast seminar that I went to he said, make sure you list your endorsements out there. Folks, how many people have told you what a great job that you have done at a particular item and you don't do anything with that? Well, ask them, hey, do you mind if I record you saying that? You can put that on your website. Or do you mind if I write that down and actually put your name? Well, I'm not comfortable with my name. Can I put your initials? 
And folks, there's actually a place on LinkedIn where you can get them to endorse you for a particular skill. That can help you move up in some of the ratings. And again, when your prospective client is looking at your profile, that now paints a better picture of who they're getting ready to meet. And folks, the last time you went to a conference or you met somebody at some social gathering or maybe even at your last account, get in the habit to connect with them on LinkedIn, especially if they're a customer. Number one, that allows you to increase the number of contacts that you have. But now if you post something and they like it and they share it, they're now going to share that with their contacts. It's very easy to do, but you have to get in the habit of doing that. And it's very simple. You can just find the people on LinkedIn and send them a request. And you'll be surprised how many people will just answer except for that request. And now you're growing your network. And it's to the specific people that you want in your network. Now, when you do that, I urge you to personalize the message that you send out to invite that person. You can definitely tell when there is a scripted response about, hey, I'd like to connect. But if you can bring up something that you said or they said during the conversation, they know it's genuine, they know it's from you, and normally they will not hesitate to accept connect when you send them that invitation. I remember attending Colin Frayne's sales class probably 10 years ago. I don't know if it was that long, but it probably was. And he mentioned that if you go on Google and you cannot find yourself, that doesn't say a lot about you. And what he urged everybody to do was to write some sort of post, maybe a white paper, if you don't have the technical expertise, maybe you just write an opinion on something you did. Folks, I bet if you think you're not technical, you probably have a particular way that you change out a pump head and it's not messy and it's very quick or it's something like that. Well, write a post on that and you can share that with your network and that will get shared within other networks and allow your network to grow. And when you get published, people assume that you are an industry expert. So it only helps you with all of those items. LinkedIn also has special interest groups. There are several around water treatment. James McDonald has probably the most notable with his industrial water page. In fact, if you go to James McDonald's LinkedIn page, you will see he's done pretty much everything that I am talking about in this podcast. James does a great job with social media. Folks, another thing that I will mention is many of you are volunteering for certain uh, associations or different societies. Well, if it relates to what you do, People have an interest to know that you're doing that. So remember to update your status, but don't put every single thing that you do there. Some of those things you might want to move down to interest. And the last thing that I'll leave you with is, you know, always be positive 
when you are writing, whether your content or your summary about LinkedIn, make sure it always has a positive tone. And folks, just like I said, I am by no means an expert at LinkedIn, but we do pay an expert to help us with what we do. And she has been great at giving us information that we would have never received. So you might actually have somebody in your company that you can utilize that has these skills so you don't have to go out and find them on your own. And if you go out and do some searches on your own, you're going to find a lot of experts that want to prove to you how expert they are, and they will give you free checklists on things that you can do to boost your LinkedIn connections. So I hope these simple things that we've talked about allow you to go in, update your LinkedIn page, and give it a little better look. Again, our customers and potential customers are looking at these pages, trying to see what they can find out about us and what exactly are they finding out and is that the message that we want to leave them with. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I was able to get this information because I attended an event. The point is you have to go out and look for new information. New information does not normally find you. So what are you doing to find what new information that you need? Now, you know I talk about my business coach, Tim Fulton, on this show quite a bit. Well, the thing that he is so famous for asking me is how do you know what you don't know? And he's just ingrained in me that I'm always asking myself that question because you don't know what you don't know. And if you're not actively going to find out what it is you don't know, you're never going to know it. So what do you do to try to find that stuff out? Take time and ask yourself, what is the topic I want to know something more about? And then we live in an age where you can Google it. Google will then search it and deliver it in a very easy way for you to explore to see what it is that you don't know. Now, keep in mind, not everything you're going to read on the internet is true. I know that's hard to believe for some listeners, but it is like that. So always maybe verify some things depending on what the content is. And then what are the resources that you now know about that you didn't know about before? Is there a particular event that you can attend? Is there a list that you could subscribe to and now you're getting newsletters from a particular company, but it's all about information from a field that you want to know more about? Folks, maybe there's even a podcast about that. Find out what there is to learn about the topic that you want to learn more about and then utilize those resources. My point is, by default, nothing will ever happen. But you have to go out and look for these things. But the most important step is you have to begin by asking yourself, what don't I know and what am I going to do about it? 
You know, when I think about it, what don't I know is a question that I ask each and every show, so I'm going to ask it again today. What don't I know that I am supposed to be talking about? What are some of the questions that you want me to answer just like this one came in from an audience member? We're getting it answered and now that person can take action on it and I'm willing to bet lots of people within the Scaling Up Nation are going to benefit because that person asked that question. So don't keep those questions to yourself. You can go to my webpage, scalinguph2o.com. You can leave me a voicemail or you can go to the show ideas page and just type out what you want on this show. I appreciate all the people that continue to do that. And I want to thank you in advance if you are getting ready to do that. Who knows, folks, maybe next week we'll be answering your questions. And I hope you find out by tuning in to Scaling Up H2O next Friday. Have a great week, folks. Nation, I think the secret to being successful is aligning yourself with other successful individuals. And that is exactly what the Rising Tide Mastermind is. If you are looking for a group to get you further faster, then please look at the Rising Tide Mastermind. The whole group is designed with that purpose in mind. And if you want to find out more, go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.